Welcome to the Quality Christian Living Podcast. I am your host, David Friend. Today's podcast is entitled, How to Have Abundant Faith. We're going to have a lot of fun today, yet talk about some very powerful issues that will give us boldness in our prayers and faith to believe for anything. In this podcast, we will see those who have abundant faith that we read about in the Word of God. We'll discover how we can have faith without limits. Yeah, faith without any limits at all. I will give five steps to abundant faith, and we will see how greater faith can be ours. We're going to look at which scriptures will help us live daily with abundant faith and disperse the thought that there's some kind of secret to getting abundant faith, because that's not true. But before we do that, we need to pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for who you are, for what you've done in our lives, and I thank you in advance for what you're going to do in this podcast. I ask the Holy Spirit now to take control, to guide and direct the words that are spoken, to touch in the hearts and lives of those who are listening in today, and that today as we get into the topic of how to have abundant faith, Lord, we'll see a growth, an increase in our faith like nothing we've ever experienced before, and we know only the Holy Spirit can make that take place. Bless this now, Father, and we'll be careful to give you praise for what's about to take place. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, I've been doing a series here on abundant faith for quite a while and on overcoming and on success and all those topics to get people to realize that we can live a quality Christian life. We can have quality life, not just getting by life or somehow getting by day to day. So we're going to talk about abundant living, but use a focus today just just on abundant faith. Let, Let me make this comment. There are numerous aspects of abundant living. Today, I want to cover the topic of abundant faith, the type of faith that can move mountains, the type of faith that can bring forth miracles, the type of faith where God moves in miraculous ways, in ways that only He is able to, but through His people, through His children, through His followers. The Bible tells us in Romans chapter 4 and verse 20 that faith glorifies God. So you see, when we have faith, then God is lifted up. God is glorified. We're magnifying Him. We're giving Him all praise and glory when we operate in faith. When we operate in doubt, then we're kind of belittling God and think, oh, maybe He's not able, or maybe He isn't able to do this in my life, or maybe this one's too difficult. So we've got to have faith that glorifies God, and that's what Romans chapter 4 and verse 20 says. And then in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 7, it proclaims that we walk by faith. Now, we've got to learn how to walk by faith. All of us do. I know when I first became a Christian, I had amazing faith. I just believed that everyone I talked to would receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. I believed that everything I prayed for would be answered instantly. And you know, it it happened that way for quite a while. It seemed like everybody I talked to was interested in a relationship with Jesus or or received Christ or anything I prayed for. It seemed like miracles were taking place. And I thought, wow, this is a way of life. But then as we go on in our life, we allow our faith to weaken. We listen to people maybe who have doubt or people that have questions or people who don't believe in miracles or people who question things that are taking place. And we rob ourselves of having abundant faith. So we've got to learn how to walk in faith and keep on walking in faith throughout our entire life. And I hope that this podcast will help all of us to do that. In Galatians chapter 2 and verse 20, it says this, we live by faith. So here we said once that in the earlier scripture that faith glorifies God. Then we read that we walk by faith. Now we're being told we live by faith. So living is how we live life. The things that we do in our work, in our homes, in our marriages, in our finances, in our health conditions, and all those things, we need to learn how to live by faith, not 
doubting, not questioning, but believe that God is able. And then in 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 8 and 9, it basically says this. I'll just kind of summarize it. We can resist Satan by faith. You'll see people say, well, you know, there's an old saying that's so ridiculous, so silly, a comedian made it up. The, the devil made me do that. Well, no, the devil can't make us do anything unless we entertain him, yield to him, listen to him, and follow his instructions. But this scripture tells us that we can resist Satan by faith. So by faith in our God, by faith in God's word, by trust in him, we can can quench all the fiery darts of the devil himself. When he comes after us to try and kill and steal and destroy us, we can do what Jesus said, and that is that we can have life, and we can have it more abundantly. Now, because there are so many examples of the power of faith throughout God's word, I'm going to have to stop with just these four that I gave you for now, and I'll give you some more scriptures as we go through today's podcast. But we must believe there is an unlimited amount of faith for followers of Jesus Christ. Now, think about that for just a second. Unlimited amount of faith. We serve a God without limits, right? And inside of us, he's placed power. He's placed the Holy Spirit inside of us so that we can have power more than we can imagine or even think. So with all that going on, we can learn how to believe that faith is unlimited. There's no limits to what God can do. And for those of you who would like to say amen, you might want to say a good amen right there. So now let's look at the word abundant. We looked at the word faith, and we'll get back to putting both together in a second. But let's look at the word abundant and understand really what does it mean to be abundant, to live abundant life. We define it as great quantity. It's more than what's required. It's plentiful and it's ample. Those are just definitions that we we see mentioned to it when we look around to describe what abundance really is. Now with the help of the Holy Spirit, And the word of God, we are able to combine these two things, that's faith and abundance, and make this statement, how can we have abundant faith? Let's put them both together. We all have a measure of faith. We know that, and the word of God tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 9, the apostle Paul was speaking about so many different topics, and he discussed faith, and he said that God has allotted to each a measure of faith. So when we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, then we receive a certain amount of faith in our life. Now, faith is a fascinating word. You know, we know the Word of God tells us that faith is substance. It's tangible. It's something we can reach out and grab. And if you're struggling with that thought, you say, I just don't think I can grab faith. Well, then think about your salvation. If you're a follower of Jesus Christ and you surrender your life to him, you know that you know that you know that your sins are forgiven and that you're bound for eternity. You're going to spend eternity with Jesus because he he said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. And your sins are removed as far as the east is from the west and never be remembered again. So you've received a measure of faith. And when you do that, it's just the beginning. I mean, just that measure of faith is the very, very beginning of things. I've written a lot of information on faith. I've done series, podcast series dealing with faith. I've written a book entitled Receive Everything from What We Call Nothing. That book is basically a book on faith. It's a book that talks about how God spoke to Abraham and Sarah, and he said that I'm going to make you, it says the father of many nations. Well, I like to refer to it as the parents of many nations. So Abraham and Sarah were old, 90 and 100 years old, and yet God said, I'm going to make you the father or the parents of many nations. They had doubt. They had questions. They thought, this isn't going to happen. We can't have a child. Our child, we've wanted a child, but we just can't seem to have one. And God says, no, 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 I'm telling you, I'm going to bring forth those things that are not as though that they are. I'm going to bring what's dead to life. And when we talk about that kind of faith, that's faith that's unlimited. 
Jesus brought people back to life. Jesus showed Peter how to pray for people and that people could be restored and be healed and brought back to life. There's been great, some great evangelists in the world who've had incredible healing ministries and there's documented proof that they've prayed for people and, and they believe that in Jesus' name, those people could come back from passing away. And, and they have. There's documented proof in hospitals and various places where people actually came back to life after they were prayed for. So that's called abundant life. Now, you're not going to pray for the, the dead, and we don't have to do that. But I use that as an example to show you how unlimited our faith can be and what can be to have abundant faith. That's no limits. Jesus spoke about faith a lot. And in that book that I wrote, I want to go back to that for a second, Receive Everything of What We Call Nothing. I'm basically telling people, if you feel that there's no hope in your life, then call it forth and believe for it. Like Abraham and Sarah had life from nothing. And we've got to believe that we can receive, even though we don't see anything, or we think that we don't have anything, or we don't have any opportunities for anything, we can believe that God can bring a miracle into your life. And getting back to what I was earlier saying, that Jesus spoke a lot about faith. He talked about little faith and great faith. He referred to little faith found in Luke chapter 12 and 28 when he was talking about to his disciples. He talked about great faith uh, is found, and he, he talked about that a lot, that great faith was found in two particular cases, one in Matthew 8 verses 5 through 13, where the centurion soldier, Roman officer, had faith to believe, and God called him, having told him about having great faith. Matter of fact, that's such an important scripture that let me read a couple of verses from that right now. I'm going to read in Matthew chapter 8 and verse number 5. Jesus was talking to the Roman officer. When Jesus returned to Capernaum, a Roman officer came and pleaded with him, Lord, my young servant lies in bed, paralyzed and in terrible pain. Jesus said, I will come and pray pray for him. I'll come and heal him, he says. But the officer said, no, Lord, I, I'm not worthy to have you come into my home. Just say the word from where you are and my servant will be healed. What that soldier was saying, Lord, if you speak the word, you can call forth nothing and bring it to something. He's saying, you can put life back into this servant of mine who's in pain and agony and dying. You can heal them. Then in verse number eight, it says, when Jesus heard this, he was amazed. Turning to those who were following him, he said, listen to this, I tell you the truth. I haven't seen faith like this in all of Israel. Jesus is talking about great faith. And then in verse 13, Jesus says here that Jesus said to the Roman officer, go back home because you believe it has happened and the young servant was healed that same hour. There are two cases that I found in the word of God that are recorded about Jesus referring to great faith. Another one is the Canaanite woman found in Matthew chapter 15 and verses 21 through 28. We don't have to read, have time to read that in this podcast, but let me just basically tell you what happened. Jesus told her that through her great faith, because she had great faith, that he would heal the need that she had for her daughter. And, and he did. And so he referred to them as having great faith. So now if Jesus talks about little faith and he talks about having faith and he talks about having great faith, then we can increase our faith just based upon the fact that we saw examples of that in the Word of God. So I have some goals in this podcast, and one of my goals is to help me and everyone listening to have greater faith and experience abundant faith. This series is on abundant living, and this is a very important part of living abundantly. I believe that. There are no secrets now to obtaining abundant faith. You don't just say this or say that or stand on one foot and, or 
go to a certain place or a certain event took place and say, okay, I'm going to go here because I'm going to get it there. There's no real secret to that. It's simply in having trust and confidence in God and believe in his word. And I'll give you some examples of faith and how we can have steps towards receiving greater faith. But there's no just one little secret thing that you do and all of a sudden it comes over us magically. We must have a desire to have great faith. That desire must have the correct motives. Boy, is that ever important. That is so crucial. In the book of Psalms, chapter 37 and verse 4, in the NIV, it says this, Take delight in the Lord, that's the first part, and he will give you the desires of your heart. We can have a desire to have great faith. Some people say, no, you can't do that. You can't want for that. Yes, you can. Because it says, if we delight in the Lord, then he will give you the desires of your heart. See, I believe that our desire is to delight in the Lord. And because our desire is to do that, then he will give us the desires of our heart. Anyone who delights themselves in the Lord can have greater faith. They can have abundant faith and live the kind of life that they thought wasn't even impossible. And that's what this podcast is trying to address today. Okay, let's move on now. I'm going to give you five steps. These are not secrets. These are just five steps to have abundant faith. They're powerful. They work. I've seen it happen in people's lives where they had little faith and they wound up receiving incredible faith and strength by just doing these things. So these are five things that I have seen take place in those that I've counseled, those that I've prayed with, those that I've known as friends, and those who are going through challenges in their own life where they had little faith, they had maybe almost no faith, just a tiny measure of it, but they became great people of faith and trust in God. So here are the five steps to have abundant faith. Number one, we need to put our trust in God's word. Now, I I tell you, there's a lot of scriptures I could give you, but one of my absolute ultimate favorites in having trust in God, what his word says, is found in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5. And it says that we should trust in the Lord with all of our heart, lean not on our own understanding, in all our ways acknowledge him, and he will direct our path. So the key to having abundant faith is to have trust in God's word and trust in God to perform his word and not think about how we feel about things, not our own understanding. You know, one of our biggest enemies in life is our own understanding, what the flesh thinks it can do, what the flesh thinks it can't do. The flesh will either try to limit us or try to put us into things that we don't have the ability to take care of, but we need to walk in faith and trust in God and believe for greater faith, abundant faith, and I believe it'll come into our life. All right, here's number two in the steps to have abundant faith. Pray about everything. Philippians chapter 4 verse 6, Paul tells us to pray in every situation. That scripture is so wonderful, so powerful. Philippians chapter 4, you should you should get it out and read it and you should make it a part of your daily life because it's so important where Paul talks about how we can live by faith and how we can walk an abundant life and that we've, we, we will face challenges and we're going to have trials in our life. But he says to pray for everything in every situation. It's so true that many Christians, and I was that way for many, many, many years, it was, I didn't pray about things. I just kind of did things. I kind of thought, well, I have some experience. I have some knowledge. I have some ability. I've got some training. I've got uh, the finances to do this or to do that. And I would just do something and get in the middle of something and then wonder why it's not going well. And it was because I did not ask God first. I didn't seek him first. I didn't pray about every situation and everything I was going into. But when I learned the lesson, I don't have all the answers. Forgive me for using the word I, but I don't have all the answers. But I do know this, that if I pray for something, I'm going to get guidance and direction. I can remember 
many times in my business career when we had our home building company that we would go out and make investments and things. And when we had prayed about them and, and sought God and waited for the Holy Spirit to lead us and help us, then we made great decisions and we were successful in those things. But when we didn't pray enough or we prayed just a tiny bit or didn't probably pray at all because we knew how to do this, after all, we've got lots of experience and we've done this before. When we've done those kind of things, it usually turned out to be a problem. And I would have to go back to God and say, Father, I just pray that you would bail me out of this problem. I call it the bail me out prayer. That's the prayer that we make when we know that we should have prayed first of all, but we didn't, or we didn't seek him enough, or we didn't follow the Holy Spirit's guidance, and we just did something, and then we got into a mess, and now we ask God, bail us out. It's like buying a car you can't afford, and after the first or second payment, you're thinking, oh Lord, why did I do this? Could you bail me out of this? Or you, you make a decision on a house that you're buying that's maybe more expensive than you really could afford, and all of a sudden you're going, oh my uh, Lord, can you bail me out? Well, we need to avoid the bail me out prayers, and we need to have prayers like is explained in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 6, where Paul tells us to pray in every situation. All right, step number three, to have abundant faith. Remove the word fear from our life. Just just don't even speak it anymore. Just just let that go. I do not fear because my strength is in God. He is my strength and I can do anything through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. Isaiah chapter 41 says this. That's Isaiah chapter 41 verse 13 in the New International Version. For I am the Lord, your God, who takes hold of your right hand. Do not fear. I will help you. So what else do we need to hear about that? Also in Psalm 46, 1, that God is a very present help in times of trouble and times of chi- trials and challenges, that, that that God is love and that perfect love casts out fear. So we need to remove the word fear from our life in order to have abundant faith because you can't have abundant faith, have great faith like Jesus talked about and be filled with fear in your heart. All right, let's go to number four in the five steps to abundant faith. Number four, never use the words luck or coincidence in our walk with God. We need to replace it with the word blessed. Now, I know a lot of people, a lot of Christian people I know, they love to use the word lucky or with your luck. You know, luck has no role to play in my life or in your life. If you're a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ, luck is a word you should just get rid of and and just remove it from your vocabulary. You see, because when we say that we were lucky or that this is a coincidence, what we're saying is that God had nothing to do with it. We're denying God's help. When, just think about that. When you say, I'm lucky, you're basically saying, I'm denying that God helped me with this. I'm denying that God directed me in this. That's why I don't like to play the lottery. Now, I know probably half of you out there are upset with me already now because I said I don't like to play the lottery because the lottery is a game of luck. And I don't believe luck has any role to play in our life. So I'm not going to put a dollar down and buy a lottery ticket and then wish and hope and that I get, quote, lucky and win something. I would rather take that dollar and give it to my church. I'd rather take that dollar and put it in an offering plate for the Salvation Army. I would rather give that dollar to somebody on the street that just needs something to, to, to buy them a cup of coffee or something. I mean, I just don't want us to use the word luck. It robs us of having abundant faith. A fund, abundant faith does not include the words luck or coincidence. All right, I think I beat that one up, so let's move on. Step number five in our steps to having abundant faith. We need to step out in faith, now listen to this, and be sure that our step is out of our comfort zone. 
that means the step that we're going to take is bigger than what we are. It's greater than we are. We're taking a, a step that requires faith in God. Let me give an example. This is an example I think it's very, very important, and it's one that I personally went through. Once again, I do apologize for using a personal reference, but I mean, I know myself better than anybody else, I think, although my wife probably knows me better. But bottom line, I know my experiences, and I think the experiences that I've had have been so beneficial to me, and I hope it'll be beneficial to you. When we started our church, we started a brand new church. pastor came to us and said, I'd love for you to start a church in Scottsdale. We don't have any money to give you, but there's a man who said that he will give some money to help it get started, so go out there and go get him. And so we stepped out in faith to do that. We moved into an area, and we started renting these little rooms for like $100 a night or a morning on a Sunday at a hotel like these little rooms they'd have a conference room and we'd pay them $100 for we could use it for two hours and we would then let people know we're going to have church and we would get you know maybe 20 or 30 people that get together who would come and have a church service with us well we did that for months and all of a sudden we grew to about 100 maybe 120 people and we had to have two of those rooms and the Lord was blessing our church and so we need to take a step of faith and get a building so that we would have a place to meet regularly so I went out looking I prayed and I said Lord how big of a building do I need and how much can we afford to pay? And could you show me a place? So I asked buildings, uh, people who own buildings, uh, landlords, asked them to rent that to me. And most of them didn't want to rent to a church. They really didn't want that. And so I got turned down by six different owners of buildings that they didn't want to have a church in their area. And the seventh person said, sure. I'll, I'll rent to you. So we stepped out in faith. And now with a congregation of about 120 people, we rented a 20,000 square foot warehouse in the Scottsdale Air Park. The rent was going to be $20,000 a month for five years, a five-year lease. I signed the lease. My wife and I were in absolute total comfort. We were at peace about it. We knew it was a step of faith, but we knew that God was in this thing. And that's what you call a step of faith. That was out of my comfort zone. But God blessed it and it prospered and it did incredibly well. We never had a late payment, and God blessed it to the point that within five or six years, we owned property, we built a new building, and to God be the glory for that. So that's those are the things that I want to encourage you to do and have that uh, those steps of faith that you take in order to be successful and live that abundant life. And let me quickly close with this thought. What I'm really trying to say and what I'm trying to bring to you throughout this podcast is that we can experience faith without limits. We know that all things are possible with our God, and we know that His Word gives us instructions on how to understand to have faith without limits. Let me read to you Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20 in the New Living Translation. Now, stay with me on this. This is a very important scripture. This scripture tells us the Apostle Paul wrote it, and he says, Now all glory to God. First of all, you've got to remember, in order to have great faith, we've got to give God all the glory. It's not about us. Now all glory to God, who is able. We've got to believe that. We've got to understand that God is able. There's no limits with God. God is omnipotent and omnipresent. He's everywhere. He's got all knowledge and he's without limits. It says through his mighty power, we've got to believe that God has unlimited power. Well, he does. The word of God tells us that. And we've seen evidence of that all over the world for thousands of years. Within us, it says in his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely, underline that word infinitely when you read it in your Bible, more than we might ask or think. Now, here's the part that's abundant faith. Let me read this through very quickly again. Now we, now all glory to God, who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Infinitely more define, is defined without limit. Accomplish without limit 
more than we might ask or think. Now, how much do we ask for? We must be aggressive in our asking. I said step five to have greater faith was to step out in faith and to be sure that our step is out of our comfort zone. Well, that's out of our comfort zone, more than we might ask or think. Greater than we can even imagine in our wildest imagination, God is able to do infinitely more than that. Without limits, God's able to bless in ways that we know not of. When I've been diagnosed with illnesses and sicknesses and diseases that I was told I'm only going to live a few months, God had another plan. When the doctor told me you have six months to live, what you have is incurable cancer, and it's really very difficult. We're not sure that we're going to be able to help you in any way, but I looked at him and I said, so what you're telling me is you're trying to scare me with heaven. That was the Holy Spirit giving me abundant faith to believe that God was not finished with me yet. Let me close with these thoughts. Abundant faith believes that miracles still come from God. Abundant faith removes doubt. The words like, I hope so, or I think so, are filled with doubt, and they'll rob us of living with abundant faith. Abundant faith has prayers that end with, thank you, God, I receive it in Jesus' name. That means they're believing it and thanking God in advance for it. Abundant faith thanks the Lord for the answer, answer, and in advance, before it even happens. That's so important. I need to emphasize that. Abundant faith believes that we can call forth something that may not exist today. And abundant faith believes that there is no condemnation for Christians. Abundant faith believes that there's no condemnation for our salvation. Our sins have been forgiven. There's no condemnation from the devil for our health, our emotions, our marriages, our finances, and on and on and on. There's no limit to what God can do for those who believe and those who have abundant faith. I hope that you receive something good from this podcast today. I was so blessed to be able to bring it to you. So let me pray and ask God's richest blessing on you. Father, thank you for this podcast. Thank you for what you've given me. I pray that you would bless those who are listening in with stronger faith. When Jesus said, I've seen those little of, of, with little faith, he also said, I've seen those with great faith. And he talked about faith constantly. The Apostle Paul talked about faith constantly. That doesn't mean we're perfect. That doesn't mean that Paul was flawless and never made a mistake and didn't have any questions in his mind, but he believed that he brought everything to God in prayer. He believed that God would never fail him, that God would take him through every trial that he faced. So Father, I pray that we would receive that and that in our lives, those who are listening in would receive greater faith, abundant faith, and walk in miracles that they would experience faith like they've never imagined would ever happen in their life. I believe for that, that for them now, and thank you for it, and I'll give you praise for it. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Well, I would like to just encourage you to find out more about what Quality Christian Living is all about, the podcast that we have. It's named Quality Christian Living so we can live a quality Christian life. If you'd like to know more about it, you could go to my webpage at davidcfriendauthor.com, and when you get there, you'll find a link. When you get right up to the front page, when you get on my webpage, you'll see a link right on the front page and it says links to podcasts. When you do that, you can press that button. It'll open up some 200. I have done 267 of them I need, I think now. And those podcasts are designed to help every area of our life to live a quality Christian life. I talk about faith. I talk about getting out of debt. I talk about living an overcoming life. I talk about successful businesses. We talk about veterans and how they can get help. The Lord's given me messages on, on spiritual prosperity and financial prosperity, messages on the gift gifts of the Spirit and how to operate in the gifts and walk in the fruit of the Spirit and just all kinds of topics that a pastor would give his congregation. So that's what I'm doing and that's 
that's what the Lord has called me to do in quality Christian living. If you'd like to know more about my writings, you can look on my webpage and you'll see a list of books that I've written that I believe would be helpful to you and I hope that they'd be a blessing. So with that, I'm going to close this podcast today and just say a blessing over you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. May you prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. So I pray that God will richly bless you. Our next podcast is entitled, We Can Have Abundant Finances. Now, I know a lot of people enjoy me talking about finances, so here's an opportunity to invite people to listen in to the next podcast coming up where we're going to talk about how Christians can live abundantly financially. Thank you once again for listening in. This has been podcast number 268 of Quality Christian Living, and I am your host, David Franklin.